0: I'm Maddie.
1: And I'm Ryan or Mr. Sinister.
0: Still, past Halloween, you're still Mr. Sinister. And this is still The Mutant Ages, a show that hasn't put out an episode in a while. But let's remind everybody what the show even is. Back when we were.
1: you know all that's all my fault because basically i basically so <laughs> i'm the talent director for haunted house in connecticut and i do that every year And we tried to get ahead and record episodes, but it didn't happen. We kind of
0: did. We kind of got ahead a little bit, but not quite as much as we needed to.
1: Yeah, because I think it crashed at one point because then you got sick. And then I was like, I have somewhere I need to be. And then suddenly I was like, you know what? I can't record anything until this show is over. Yeah. Because I was too busy being the devil, which my version of the devil was definitely like Mr. Sinister meets Dr. Frankenfurter and... Freddie Krueger was another
0: influence that you cited. Yeah, so, I know. So you played a very flamboyant devil, which sounds pretty I mean, fun.
1: I flirted with... I mean, part of it was that I would tell everybody to live their sins and, and you know, that I had taken back the earth that was stolen from me and I was going like to burn it in a house. It
0: sounds great to me. Yeah, when I know. are you going to get then, on then that? Can you start burning the earth to ash, like, yesterday? Because... You know I
1: started quoting Apocalypse from the stupid X-Men <laughs> Apocalypse movie because it worked. <laughs> which I guess technically <laughs> oh, I'm quoting no. X-Men the animated series because they didn't write anything you are, new for you're that quoting movie. quoting
0: your favorite- favorite character from X in the animated series apocalypse (laughs) why are you quoting that guy you should have been quoting Mr. Sinister (laughs) well I was
1: technically because I was one of uh, our co-workers was like you know I think you should play him a little bit more sexually because Lucifer would hit on everyone so I started doing that and people were really confused because they were both terrified and also slightly turned on by me but I was talking in a voice like this I'd be like it's time to embrace your sin. Then I'd be like I sound just like Mr. Sinister In the TV show which was not intentional until Later and I was watching an episode and I was like Oh that's where that came <laughs> well, from
0: Well <laughs> anyway no. The reason why that's relevant Debatably is because this is a show where We're watching a adaptation of the X-Men And right now yes. we're watching X-Men the animated Series sadly not a Mr. Sinister Episode but
1: I was hoping it would Be instead it was yeah, like Legends no, of the Hidden Temple Yeah
0: it's it is A Savage Land episode which i had forgotten about this one i mean i remember seeing it in my lifetime but i didn't remember that this was where it fell in the order so yeah this is just like going back and clearing up a couple more things that happened in the savage land that like weren't fully cleared up which is like Sauron and what Sauron's deal is So that's just kind of what this is Going to be I guess I don't yeah, know I,
1: I don't know I didn't hate this episode It's kind of weird because as I was watching it I didn't hate I was it thinking, either there
0: were parts that were Silly but there were also parts that were fun It's it's actually kind of like a middle of the road Episode we haven't had one it of those is, in a while But
1: it's also combining a lot of different Savage Land stories mm-hmm. into one and I could see that going down as soon as Zaladane was there, but then also they were doing Sauron's backstory, which was incorrect, by incorrect. the way. It is incorrect,
0: yeah. It's not it. And I was,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but it is enjoyable because there's a lot of great moments in here. Mm-hmm. But hold on. Wait, so previously on the X-Men, we're on season three of X-Men, the animated series. We are. I know you may have forgotten. It's been like a month since we've recorded anything.
0: <laughs> well, luckily we actually coincidentally picked a great stopping point to take a break because we oh, have seriously? just wrapped up uh, a multi-part Phoenix saga. It's the first of two... I think two multi-part multi-episode Phoenix Saga things and then we take a break and we're gonna have two Savage Land episodes and then we're gonna go back to more Phoenix Saga so we had just finished up like an entire opening trajectory of Jean getting infused with the Phoenix Force and discovering that part of herself and meanwhile aliens exist and the X-Men learn about that and go into space and have to fight the Shi'ar Empire as this alien empire that's involved in things and
1: yeah and Xavier was psychically connected with the Shi'ar Empress Mm -hmm. Lalandra and they were secretly in love so at first sight and she kept on getting kidnapped. You know what? The Phoenix Saga had such a strong start. Like the first three or four yeah. episodes were so much fun, and then like the
0: last couple, the last is couple like, were just like is a total drag. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I still can't get over. It. I'm I'm kind of glad that I told other people to watch that last episode high because it seems they enjoyed it more yeah, than I did because t- I was, was sober. I
0: don't remember which of our it fans was. It was so good. They watched Child of Light high, and that's great we keep that up and they're
1: like oh it makes sense now like i wish i'd known that going into (laughs) the episode so
0: basically the phoenix saga episodes ended with like the most drugtastic lucy (laughs) in the sky with diamonds episode with a fight scene that was just like i don't know what was going on um so that was the final ep that we managed to record before ryan went into a cave and became the devil for six weeks
1: (laughs) i mean it's kind of appropriate we did like phoenix which is fiery and then i play the devil which is also fiery and now
0: we're gonna look at some pterodactyls which are not fiery but
1: no but logan's love for kazar is pretty fiery it's
0: true and storm and rogues love is pretty fiery oh my in this god episode. it's so gay again this is i the forgot gayest that we have seen storm and rogue be i think ever i'm gonna call it it's pretty you know gay
1: <laughs> this is pretty crazy because this is one of those episodes That I've barely watched in the past. And like when I was a kid or a teenager watching this, I never really saw it. And then I saw it maybe like at one point when I watched it on DVD or on Netflix.
0: Mm -hmm. Or Hulu or whatever it was on briefly.
1: It's definitely one of those ones that I didn't know very well. So it was kind of like seeing an X-Men the Animated Series new episode, which is impossible because they haven't made anything, but that's what it felt like to me, yeah, which is fun. Yeah,
0: I mean, I sort of vaguely remembered it, but, but only in the context of, like, not really paying a lot of attention to it, so...
1: That's because Soran's there, and Soran's generally yeah. a character people don't care
0: about. <laughs> I don't. I am one of those people. I don't care about Sauron. So, that part of the episode I could really take or leave. But everything else I is I kind liked him in this
1: episode. They did a good job well, of making him into you an more interesting about character. Him. So, that's a yeah. little
0: better than the previous Sauron episodes we got. I mean, maybe we should try to explain who he is because he's from, like, season two on this show. Like, he is, like, a mysterious pterodactyl guy who was working with Mr. Sinister in the Savage Land to take over the place and like have be sort of a dictator over all these random villagers who live there and like that's just a constant fight that's been going on at the Savage Land and like I don't know they don't give us a ton of information about like why that would be or like why Mr. Sinister would even help Sauron and it's further confused by the fact that that's not the comic book situation so we can't even be like oh well here's the actual backstory that just isn't included in the show it's just like I don't know what we're supposed to think of this exactly. It's just like, okay, well...
1: It's just kind of like their own spin on who Sauron is. And it's fine. They get his... They get the basics down, which... I mean, that's what happens a lot on this show, is that they conceptually have that character on paper that we know. Mm -hmm. But it's not exactly how he he or she is from the comic book. And it's generally... Just a whole bunch of ideas of that character yeah. shoved into one, I mean, which it makes sense. Yeah,
0: it's fine. And I mean, in this version of it, he's basically just yet another Mister Sinister minion and a person who was caught up in Mister Sinister's experiments, and so that's why he's this guy who can turn into like a yeah, pterodactyl. But in this, he's kind of like
1: presented like the Hulk.
0: Yeah. So we'll get to that We'll get to that later That definitely wasn't Explained in the previous Sauron episodes But that's gonna be Explained in this episode Is that he doesn't Always have to have The pterodactyl form That's not his Well speaking of normal Pterodactyls
1: form. What's going on At the beginning Of this episode A bunch because of Because sheer chaos
0: <laughs> So there's a fight scene Except it's a Savage land fight scene With savage land So it's like cavemen. Weapons Okay so I watched this episode Like three weeks ago Because we were gonna Record it then And then couldn't And so then I Quickly re-watched it today to like jog my memory and all of this extra stuff like occurred to me as i was watching it and one of the things was why do the savage land people not have any modern weapons at all like if you think about that it's actually nonsense because they're all from other parts of the world and they're just like living here for fun basically
1: i mean i don't think so i think i mean Kzar is but i don't think everybody is i think a lot of those other savage land inhabitants Up there it just like
0: it reminded Me of like Harry Potter where it's like Everybody just fights magic using only Other magic and nobody's ever like what If we get a gun but it's like on The Savage Land they're like well we have to fight this Pterodactyl guy well all We have are these baskets of water All we have are
1: (laughs) our clubs and a Basket of water even though Zaladin has a magic Wand and a spaceship
0: Yeah like there's cyberpunk spaceship Stuff but then all the villagers They have like fireballs And bombs that they're like catapult so like they have catapults They have like medieval level weaponry But they're still wearing caveman clothes So it's like well what time period Are you guys LARPing that you're in Because I don't know It just struck me as way funnier the second time around See, Because I, I was watched like, this Why? scene And
1: I was like this whole thing would be a million times better If the Flintstones theme was also playing During you know the battle what,
0: Ryan? I bet you can make that happen I can make
1: that happen for YouTube
0: <laughs> Atomically Productions YouTube Subscribe Anyway so Thumbs there's They're they're catapulting a bunch of fireballs onto this citadel. Yeah, where Sauron lives and presumably Which is, mr. Sinister, is where mr. But Sin- mr sinister is still in the sand he's not part of this I, episode yeah also
1: it's the citadel that magneto built and then mr sinister took over mm-hmm. so. or
0: sauron in this episode because mr sinister is still mia so yeah, sauron yeah. is flying around and he has his other fellow warriors who are riding pterodactyls and so sauron is like a sort of humanoid pterodactyl like he still has like a muscly man body but he also has like wings and A pterodactyl face it's weird but his other like warrior cohorts have actual pterodactyls that they're flying around on and then the pterodactyls are carrying water in baskets and they're tossing it onto the catapults which are like throwing the fireballs so they can like Perfectly put out the fireball, like with this basket of water. So like that was funny to me unintentionally. Anyway, <laughs> that's the kind of fight we're looking at here is baskets of water and like spears and stuff like that. Well, Kazar and all are... his buddies are doing a pretty good job of like overpowering everybody, and this fight culminates with Sauron like going inside his fortress and like collapsing from being weak. And right. being grabbing his head and being like, not yet. And so we're kind of like, what's wrong with him? Why is he suddenly getting weaker and weaker as time goes on?
1: He's got a migraine. He
0: does. And so Kazar runs in after him and he's like, it's over, Sauron. Your reign over the Savage Land ends now. And they fight each other. And Kazar's winning until this lady shows up <laughs> and just no, hits him.
1: Specifically, this like she-raw villain walks in it's
0: it's it's not betty spaghetti but it's a a betty spaghetti-esque character who's Zaladane and just shows up to be like the deus ex machina this episode who just hits people with stuff and is like now i'm here
1: you know what's interesting too is that this is like i don't know a less crazy version of the version of her in the comic books like she looks way more bizarre really yeah
0: i should look up what she actually looks like because she looks incredible in this episode she's got like fluorescent lipstick and like all of this stuff going on a cool priestess outfit okay
1: wait i'm gonna i do want to hold on i want to okay so this this is so confusing so Zeladine is also a character who they brought in to the comic books i can't remember what year but it was probably like the you know the 80s 90s yeah. something like that and She's supposed to either... It's not really clear. She's either like a clone of Polaris or she's the sister of Polaris. Which would then make her the another child of Magneto. But it's one of those situations where they just kind of... That
0: makes sense that she'd be like a Savage Land character. Yeah, but I mean, then. it
1: also doesn't really... It's so confusing. At some point in the comics, she steals Lorna's powers and then... I, I don't even know. And then Lorna doesn't have her powers. It's so bizarre and <laughs> Zala Dane it's like her first name is Zala and then her last name is Dane but then they turned it into one word I'm just I'm clarifying who this character even is none
0: of those clarifications are actually helpful she's just
1: no I know I'm trying she's just I'm like trying. a
0: ridiculous like priestess but it, yeah, in lady And
1: this, this she looks like the priestess from He-Man mm-hmm. what's her name
0: Yeah, the sorceress. Literally the
1: priestess or whatever her name is. She has that
0: kind of look. Um, So anyway, she strikes this golden beam of whatever at Khazar and knocks him out. And Sauron doesn't know who she is. And asks but she doesn't answer And she just points her staff at the ground And conjures up this staircase Like Zelda style That just goes <laughs> yeah, into the And then floor. they walk
1: down and they get their first boomerang yeah. You know the raft
0: Kind of he gets like a magical necklace I don't know what the fuck oh, the necklace he does, get does something. But... Okay,
1: This is also bizarre because she's also Wearing one yes. so then Okay, They're so she introduces herself
0: finally, and she says, She's Zaladay and high priestess of the sun god Garak. I know you must absorb mutant life energy to retain your powers as Sauron. And Sauron's like, How did you know? And she's like, Oh my Garok God. Garak is wise. And Sauron is like, Garak doesn't exist. He's a fairy tale made up to scare children. And she takes out this rock, and it beams some sort of energy at Sauron that I think heals him or does something to him. And she says that Garak is life. I live to serve him. And so there's some sort of power inside of this weird necklace, I guess. Yeah. And then she creates a doorway to a spaceship and they walk outside. And apparently the spaceship was Magneto's. I guess that explains why they have a spaceship. And then after that, I guess part of the healing process... Or just part of the weakening process that Saren is going through, he turns back into a human man, Carl Lykos. I don't know if that was caused by the necklace or not. It's actually not explained. I don't know if you know. No,
1: it's not caused by the necklace. I think it's because before she shows up, she, he was saying, no, not now. Like because,
0: he was turning back into Carl e- either way.
1: Right. Because he hadn't. So the whole thing with Sauron is that he only turns into Sauron if he absorbs the energy from of a mutants, mutant, and he can but there aren't any in Savage Land. Carl
0: Lycos, even as Carl Lycos, he still has to absorb other humans' energy, though. That's explained yeah. later.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: he basically can't live without absorbing people's energy. But if he absorbs a mutant, he turns into the Pterodactyl Man again. Anyway, he turns into Carl Lycos, and he goes... With no mutants left here, I will never become Sauron again, which is sort of like, you know, the beginning of him explaining what his deal is. Yeah. And Zaladane is basically telling him, you can't. Kazar will kill you anyway. Because Kazar <laughs> will kill you no matter what, just because he's already done so many bad things as Sauron. So even though now he isn't Sauron anymore, it doesn't matter for your recent tyranny they will hunt you down and destroy you and so she puts him into the purple ship and she
1: also gives him the little talisman at that point yeah she gives
0: him the necklace and says it will protect him i'm not sure what the necklace actually does but whatever it never matters No, and
1: before and as he's taking off a magneto spaceship she goes over to you know olmec from legends of the hidden temple and she's just like it will be soon my lord or something ridiculous (laughs) like that
0: Uh, also i thought it was really funny that the ship like little command center thingy inside the ship said four locations and they were LA, Houston, Asteroid M, and NYC in that order. I, I was like, I, why I, is I, that the order they're
1: in? <laughs> i mean that was magneto's shit. i know
0: so magneto so, was like well these are the only four locations i care about houston <laughs> like why is houston on there i don't know why i just thought that was really funny
1: that's funny anyway you know what else is funny the next scene it shows new york city new york Comic york city, Con, which is not relevant by the way I it know. says new york comic-con i was like oh cool are the x-men go to get going to comic-con yeah no it's nope. just like literally it pans away to something else and it was just kind of like a a shout out I guess to New York Comic Con I guess so. so
0: I mean yeah It's just like a sign that says New York City Comic Con And then we go to the gayest scene ever Which is <laughs> which is Rogue and Storm horseback Riding together in Central Park like wearing These totally butch horseback riding outfits. Oh my god
1: I, as soon as I watched That scene it was like Maddie found I wrote she down knows who like gate.
0: Every single thing they say I don't need to read All Me of it Me too it's,
1: uh, No I wrote it down it too It pretty adorable Because it's so good Because they're basically On a date Riding these horses I know And then Rogue's all like oh, I'll <laughs> take riding Over flying any day And Storm's all like At your pace, Rogue, I'm surprised you can tell the difference. Rogue's all like, You gotta let loose every once in a while. You gotta give it a try, sugar. And Storm's like, I admire your spirit, Rogue, and your boobs. But unlike you, I must keep my emotions in check, lest my powers rage out of control. That that line's actually important. It
0: is important, but it's also romantic.
1: I know, and then Rogue's also like, I don't know, Storm, a little raging every once in a while would do you a little good. And then they race off into the sunset they together. They do,
0: and Storm, like, dramatically takes off her hat and gallops after Rogue, and it's adorable. I know, I it's love adorable.
1: Him. Meanwhile, Sworn's in the fucking, uh, or I guess he's, now he's Kyle. He's Kyle. Carl. That's his... Carl. Kyle. Why did I say Kyle? <laughs> oh, my God. So, Carl is in the subway, and he's absorbing some man's energy, and he's just, like, while he's doing, he's like... I'm no
0: better than a vampire! Yeah, he's, like, being so emo about it. And this confused me, too, because at first I didn't understand that even as a human, he had to absorb human energies... Because, yeah. but anyway, he's just absorbing some random humans Yeah, He's just like
1: randomly doing this on the subway, and then he leaves and he's saying stuff like, Why, why did I come, come here? here? <laughs> what am I searching for? And that's like do you tell us, dude. One? Yeah,
0: I'm like, I genuinely <laughs> do not know why you came here. Like, I mean, I mean, honestly,
1: I mean, we do know why. Well, I but think like, he the didn't reason was because
0: Zaladane just told him to leave, but she probably knew that he was going to go to New York City and run into the X Men, right? I mean, that's like, Part of her whole elaborate no, no, no. plan. Maybe Zaladane. I don't know.
1: Zaladane, I don't know. I don't think we're giving her too much credit. She's not that good.
0: Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. She just given the rest of the episode, I was kind of trying to give her some credit, but you're probably right that she just was like telling Sauron to get out of there and didn't really give a shit if he came back or not. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, anyway,
1: so we're gonna go to the Museum of Science where Beast, Wolverine, and Jubilee are looking at some fossils.
0: Okay, so I didn't understand this until the second time I watched it. The entire reason why this scene is here is because Jubilee is making fun of a pterodactyl skeleton the entire time, and then they go and fight times. pterodactyls like on an actual like every single thing that yeah. they see in this scene is like about to be recreated in real life in the rest of the episode. I just was oh, like, I figured that out. Well, I was like, there. I was didn't. like, I was because like they, why are they even in this museum? You don't need to
1: watch that twice to figure that out because you, know you already what? know they're gonna go to the Savage Land. I didn't like, come think on, about Addie. it. I I just feel, I just
0: <laughs> I feel like they just go to random locations sometimes it didn't occur to I mean, that's me that it's going to be relevant but anyway in this episode it actually is kind of relevant they're looking at all these dinosaur bones and
1: Jubilee has it's important she says here, what could be more yawn inducing than a fossilized canary which she says like three more times She says
0: it once. Come on, give me some credit. Okay, true. (laughs) Anyway, I did think it was funny that then Beast wanted to go to the Guggenheim and Logan and Jubilee just wanted chili dogs. Like as they're walking out. I enjoyed that. Well they were gonna go
1: get chili dogs with Sonic, who was serving them to them.
0: Yeah. And Beast just quotes Shakespeare to himself and it's some line about like a (laughs) thankless child. I really enjoyed Uh, this. That's what
1: he does. Beast just in his free time monologues Shakespeare to nobody. The other thing I was thinking about this
0: time around watching it was how Jubilee doesn't even go to school anymore. Like this is the (laughs) most work that she ever has to do is like going to the museum with Beast. And it seems pretty fun. And she still spends the entire time complaining, being like, I don't care about dinosaurs and it's like julie you don't even go to school like this is the only learning that you're doing whatever and she wants
1: to be on cool x-men missions well anyway okay so but then oh my god carl comes over and he looks (laughs) super sick and it's really funny because he's like collapsing into logan's arms on logan's erotically putting the chili dog into his mouth at that moment and i was like this is a very strange animation but i'm into it so
0: (laughs) and he goes uh, up to logan well before he goes up to logan and jubilee he's like i sense a great power because he's like sensing jubilee and wolverine but for some reason he can't tell they're mutants
1: Yet he they can't. Also, I need to say this right now, but the animation in this episode is fucking awesome. It is
0: really good. It's really I good. I just like I we know that we're making that sooner because but the it's, it, fight yeah. scene and stuff was really fun to watch, even though it was very right. very silly. I feel like a lot of times the Savage Land episodes where they have all these dinosaurs, like they usually try to animate it pretty well because yeah, they've got all this like extra stuff they have to do. So they're animating all these new environments. I don't know the, the Savage Land episodes for better or worse usually look pretty good. So Sauron slash Carl walks up to Logan and is like, help me. And Logan is really nice to him and is like, sure, pal. You look like you could use a little. And then like is going to give him some money. I think assuming. Oh, I thought you were going
1: to say he was going to give him a blowjob. A know. little
0: sugar. <laughs> a little
1: sauce for your chili dog.
0: <laughs> then Carl starts like sucking his energy up and like it's like yeah, electrocuting him. And sucking his dick But like electrocuting his dick And then and That's actually how Sauron realized. steals energy
1: He just sucks dudes dicks And then when they come He gets their life source Uh
0: huh And then he's like No it's mutant come, No And then he starts <laughs> Turning back into Sauron And then Sauron is like I'm okay, free we, No it's so
1: great too Because he has like A Sailor Moon A full on Sailor Moon Transformation, transformation here yeah. Where his like, clothes rip off And he spins around And like does a pose It's
0: like Sailor Moon Crossed with like were, American Werewolf in London Or whatever Yeah it's- pretty much that. that's a good
1: way to describe that
0: <laughs> and so then beast is like calling rogan storm on his little locator thingy and being like we have a problem i believe the appropriate aphorism is a blast from the past
1: oh that's the word he said i couldn't even understand what he said he's aphorism. <laughs> aphorism i was like Wait. it
0: means like expression it's fucking oh my beast God. he's always like Maybe, getting out his thesaurus for everything it's,
1: it's pretty much it's at the point where he's like one of those like you know those fan—not fan fiction writers—but one of those writers who like wants to make their writing sound good, so they just go to thesaurus.com and just change every word with like a bigger word. <laughs>
0: Except as beast. beast, so is. like he just genuinely enjoys sitting there reading the dictionary or whatever. <laughs> so Storm and Rogue also in the park are seeing Sauron flying around overhead. And Rogue is like holy cats Beast wasn't kidding must have taken A wrong turn in Albuquerque I
1: know seriously
0: (laughs) and then Storm Changes from her amazing butch horseback Riding outfit into her Oh yeah she does her clothes changing nonsense She does her little Wonder Woman spin around changing Her outfit thing another Sailor Moon Transformation
1: there's a lot of them in this It's
0: great oh she flies off into the sky And starts blowing a bunch of snow at Sauron And Rogue flies up there but then Sauron uses his mind control Shit on Rogue and starts making her see storm as this like haggard Even monster witch thing. Lady. yeah and so rogue starts screaming and like pushing storm away and storm has to call up a wind to protect herself but then the wind also is like affecting beast and jubilee and logan as they're like running towards the situation on the ground and rogue sees everyone as monsters and she starts like trying to fight the other X-Men, which, like, is just this huge distracting mess. And so Storm is flying around trying to explain to everybody, like, what's going on and being, like, her mind has been manipulated. She's not herself. And then Sauron makes Storm really sleepy so that she can't fight anymore. And Logan says, somebody stop, Bird Boy. He's making off with Storm. (laughs) That's how this ends, I guess, is that uh, Sauron kidnaps Storm and starts flying off.
1: Right. Well, at some point... Beast Beast goes and
0: finds Rogue.
1: And yeah, he like jumps on Rogue and buries her in the water. And she comes and she's like, what in tarnation even happened? You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. Rogue says there. Uh-huh. So
0: And Logan tries to go after Sauron, but he can't catch him. Sauron successfully kidnaps Storm, puts him into his ship and flies off again.
1: I mean, I I, I like how Sauron just is randomly doing this. It would have made more sense if Zaladane was like, hey, Sauron, like, can you go get
0: X-Man. Storm yeah.
1: for me? But and this is just randomly he wants storm. Maybe it's I, mean, I guess it's not that random. Maybe he senses the energy he can suck but out. But then of her.
0: later he's like completely surprised by it. He's like, wait, yeah. this is a powerful mutant that we could use. I don't for know. Maybe he sensed
1: Wolverine before because that would make the most sense if he kept on stealing Wolverine's life energy. But then Wolverine would heal.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Wolverine isn't as strong as Storm, according to the logic of this show.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, we go to the X-Mansion, and they're all getting on the Blackbird, and... Like they're trying to figure out where Sauron is going and Wolverine's all like I'll give you one guess where he's heading move kid we ain't got all day and Julie goes wow who died to meet him Cyclops (laughs)
0: that line was amazing it was so good it was so good there's also a little throwaway line where Beast says he's unable to contact the rest of the X-Men on Weir Island so at least there's like some explanation for why it's just the three of them Or four of them, or whatever, and so Rogue is annoyed that they have to go back to the Savage Land, and Logan goes, "Well, next time Storm's kidnapped, I'll make sure they take her someplace nice." Which I also thought was funny.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is all in character for Wolverine. There's some fun
0: lines on this episode. It's
1: interesting. There's so many writers on this show that sometimes people really nail who he is as a character, and other times they don't. And this is one of those writers who like gets it. And I remember seeing
0: the writers. I don't remember anyone's name, but I remember like seeing it. It was a familiar name, and being like, I think that's one of the writers that does episodes that we like so yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: anyway um, back on the savage land zaladane is somehow not surprised that sauron is back and that he brought a weather witch and then she starts monologuing about how powerful storm is and is like and she's like caressing she has her untold stone. power one yeah. need only release her self-control and boundless energy will surge energy to make you powerful beyond your darkest dreams Do you have the courage to try? And Sauron is like, Step aside, woman. And then Storm wakes up and is like, Where am I? Sauron! And Sauron is like, Do not resist me. And so he's trying to use his mind control powers to make Storm stop having her emotions in check and not yeah. and like not lose control of her powers. And so Storm is like glowing and and stuff and trying to not release her powers, but it doesn't work. And eventually she starts screaming, I am free. And then there's like a bunch of wind and electricity and stuff. And then Sauron takes her energy and he's like, I've never felt such power. She shall su- sustain me forever. And that's the end of that scene.
1: Yeah, boring scene, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty straightforward plot stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Jubilee and Logan. So the
1: X-Jet is landing in the Savage Land, just like old times. Mm-hmm. And Jubilee's like, are we really going to see dinosaurs? are <laughs> like, see dinosaurs will be the least of your worries. But hey, I get to fuck Khazar again, so I ain't complaining. <laughs> that was like a verbatim by the way
0: Yep. and jubilee goes who's the zip case and logan is like that's <laughs> garrick some goofy legend Kazar told us about last time we were here which i, I kind of okay. liked because we didn't see that scene and the no, implication say, that didn't
1: happen before so does that imply that wolverine keeps on coming back to see Kazar by himself because i, I have the implication questions about is that that they like
0: hung out a lot the last time wolverine was there and we just didn't see it happen which we already assumed anyway so
1: wait hold on can we talk about everything that's about to happen here so if First of all, Beast has a device that can track Storm's genetic code. Don't know how. And then Rogue goes, I'll take a look-see and she flies off in the air. Wolverine goes, I'll take a smellsy and I laughed so hard. <laughs> I, so
0: I-, I laughed really, so fucking really hard. Liked that. I'll take a smell-see. Anyway.
1: Whoever wrote this episode was really fucking good. I'm sorry. They, like, I know, just, I like genuinely they did, enjoyed that. The dialogue is so good in this. Yeah,
0: and so Logan goes, I'm getting a set and it sure ain't storm. And then a T-Rex just walks out of the trees. And Logan <laughs> Nobody like, saw it, by the way. It was starts like just running fucking away. hanging out there. But Jubilee oh starts God. trying to fire beams at it. And so Logan has to like circle back and grab her out of harm's way. And yeah, because she would have just
1: stood there and kept shooting at the T-Rex. Yeah, which
0: really doesn't do anything. And so Beast jumps on top of the T-Rex and gets thrown off and then I think Jubilee calls
1: a T-Rex Barney, like (laughs) Barney the dinosaur. Oh,
0: I missed that. I hope that happened.
1: Because he's kind of purpley. It was very strange. I was like, that is such a random reference to have here. I guess not because it was the 90s, but still.
0: Yeah, Jubilee would have grown up with that stuff, making fun of Barney, just like we did. Yeah, that's true. And so Logan, like, uses a tree on the the dinosaur, and Beast, meanwhile, is, like, getting flung away by it. And then Kazar shows up. I thought the
1: tree wound up landing on Beast or something.
0: I don't know. There's a tree getting thrown around. <laughs> but Khazar lands on it, and Khazar puts a rope around its mouth and is, like, controlling it, and rogue flies up and is helping somehow and meanwhile jubilee gets knocked into some mud for some reason I don't know yeah. why she just gets knocked know. into a mud she tank. just kind of fell in there and Kazar leads the t-rex into this trap pit where it like falls in
1: yeah I'm like so did we just leave that t-rex there to die because it can't get it back out
0: I don't know I guess
1: <laughs> so uh I'm here for the dinosaur rights excuse me I watched dinosaurs as a kid and it made <laughs> me laugh right. a lot so we have really to protect think about them.
0: this I didn't think about this at all, <laughs> all right, anyway
1: So then Kazar's like, Welcome back, my friends. What brings you back here? Wolverine just screams, Your dick! (laughs)
0: Meanwhile, Jubilee is like, Excuse me! And Rogue has to like save her from the mud pit, which I was like, Oh, yeah. Jubilee's all like, Aren't you forgetting
1: something? And Rogue's like, Yeah. A a babysitter. And Jubilee's like, I can take care of myself. And then she hears, what's his name? Zabu? Yeah.
0: The saber toothed tiger.
1: Right. She gets all scared, but then she turns around and Wolverine's like cuddling with it, which is the best. (laughs) Best fucking picture ever. Because then Jubilee's like, "Can I please have a scorecard that tells me which extinct animals are good and which ones are bad?" And it's just a shot of Jubilee looking super annoyed <laughs> with Wolverine like arm wrestling the fucking tiger behind her.
0: It's pretty funny and cute. It's great. Um. So then they're all sitting around the campfire, and Logan and Kazar are just shooting the shit about that Garrick guy. And Kazar is explaining that that sort of cultish following of him started shortly after the X Men left. Um, and he says, Sauron a- used us as a slave laborer to rebuild Sinister's fortress. We mounted a rebellion, but my people were overmatched. They had all but given up hope. Then a strange thing happened. One night, a statue appeared in our village. No one knows where it came from or how it got there. Though I was suspicious. To my people, it was a sign. They rallied, destroyed Sauron's army, and believed Garrick gave them strength.
1: I'm glad you wrote all this down, because I just don't like a summary.
0: Kesar is basically saying he doesn't really know if he believes in it or not, but he's just like my people are liberated i do not ask how right and rogue is like it'll take more than an old hunk of rock to lick Sauron this time and then Seriously. jubilee walks out wearing this like sexy she's, I know. Outfit, she's like, just like, a, like why is this happening? no she's like
1: sexy wilma flintstone that's yes. what's happening here
0: and she just goes not one word it's bad enough i've got to smell like a driveway <laughs> And I was like, a driveway?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because she fell into a tar pit.
0: I didn't realize that. I just realized
1: it wasn't a mud pit. As soon as that that joke, it kind of took me all day for that one to land, apparently. (laughs)
0: That makes way more sense as to why she couldn't get out. Okay.
1: That scene is way less
0: annoying now. Okay. Okay that's cool there we go anyway as she walks out all the x-men like gasp at something and she jubilee goes oh, it's not that bad but it's because there's a bunch of raptors who are like being ridden by warriors into the camp oh my
1: god it's like fucking golden axe all over again
0: <laughs> and so jubilee gets grabbed by a pterodactyl and then beast and logan do the fastball special and logan yeah, like great. gets tossed on up onto a pterodactyl and jubilee also like kind of as a badass for the rest of the episode where she like uses her powers to like blast she's a guy a badass. off of a pterodactyl and then she lands on another one I thought it was nice because she was just stuck in a tar pit for the previous battle and like <laughs> didn't get to fight the T-Rex at well, all. Well she's
1: a pro gymnast so it makes sense she'd be flipping around up there.
0: Yeah and so in this situation she's finally on a pterodactyl herself and she's flying around and Rogue is wrestling with pterodactyls and then gets hit by Sauron again and she and Sauron have this little like interchange where he's like, you have no chance in my domain. I defeated you on your own land. And she's like, you can't beat me if you can't catch me. And so she flies up to the atmosphere and he gets really cold and he tries to hypnotize her, but she closes her eyes. And then for some reason, she starts falling and Beast catches her. I don't know why she starts falling, but maybe the Probably hypnosis Probably she couldn't fucking see. I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, Beast catches her. And Sauron is running out of energy again.
1: And he's like, he's like, getting weak. Mastery tree. <laughs> he's treat. screaming it at everyone. Okay, but then Wolverine shows up on the pterodactyl and he's that super sexual line. And he's like, the only place you're going is going down, bub. And I was like. <laughs> Okay, so Wolverine wants his dick sucked. Like that's what it sounds like to well, me. That doesn't Saren sound like. Sauron already
0: sucked his dick once, and Logan is not opposed to having it happen again because I mean, he just got
1: it sucked <laughs> by Ksar too. I mean, he's getting a lot of action in this episode.
0: Yep, yeah. and so then. Sauron tries to suck energy from Logan's pterodactyl and then Logan falls off of it because the pterodactyl can't fly anymore and then Beast catches him and so then Jubilee is the only one left and she (laughs) has this cute little nervous line where she's like no problem and it's a really adorable delivery. (laughs) But then she does
1: it. She shoots him down and then shoots the side of the mountain to make some rocks fall on top of him and then she finally lands and she says something to uh, Rogue where she's like so what about that baby sitter? But <laughs> yeah, before we get to the that, there's like, I know, there's like a quick cutaway where Zaladane is just Praying. talking to that fucking rock again. Mm-hmm. And then but then it responds on like the Olmec voice, and he's like, The time has come. <laughs> Release the weather witch.
0: Yeah, and Storm is like tied to a board, and Zaladane is like, You are no longer food for Sauron. You can revel in the power of the elements. And Storm and she's like, just okay. like flies she's off like, like, and starts screaming. And it's like, she okay. she turns-
1: like a fucking like beam of light or something And you just take off
0: I don't know she's reaching her full potential There's That's a theme <laughs> Women uh, yeah. reaching their full potential I'm In fine this season, with it yeah. I was
1: thinking that too It was uh... a <laughs> They all get massively powered up. I noticed.
0: It's fun, Um and so then that's when Jubilee shows the X Men that Sauron has been buried in rocks thanks to her, and she says her little quip about, "So, what about that babysitter?" And then Sauron and, yeah. like busts out of the rocks, but now he's Carl again.
1: Yeah, Wolverine's well, ready to kill the shit out of him. kazar's like, "Wait, that's one of my boyfriends." That's so.
0: Carl, my ex-boyfriend, and Logan <laughs> is super jealous, and he's like, "You know this creep?" And you have another like, boyfriend. <laughs> I know him to be a good man, and Logan is just stupid in the corner and then Kyle is like has this super emo monologue where he's like I was until Sauron took over Mr. Sinister used me as a guinea pig in his experiments okay no I know but that's what his backstory is in this now I need to drain energy from innocent victims just to stay alive if I absorb it from a mutant I become the abomination you just defeated I have no control over him but I must answer for his crimes I don't deserve to live and then Beast steps forward and is like do not despair the X-Men have vast experience in studying human mutation professor xavier and i will combine our knowledge to aid you in your quandary and i really don't know if this is something they can fix or not so i was kind of like i don't know is i don't know it's like Maybe be- you should well no
1: well at some point in the comic books sauron does go to xavier for oh, help really
0: does it work yes
1: okay uh, well i stand corrected so, then no it's like one of the situations where xavier is like I went into your mind and erased some things and put up some walls. And <laughs> I you're fixed now. erased
0: all that weird pterodactyl porn in there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like,
1: and you're fixed now. And then like the next day, you transformed anyway because Xavier just basically lied and also brainwashed him.
0: Fucking classic. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry people who like Xavier And so I'm Logan not that just, sorry <laughs> Logan steps forward and, and is like Clearly not trusting Sauron at all Because he just goes Meanwhile, How's about showing us Where you got Storm hidden And then there's like This flash of lightning
1: And everyone Yeah I know It's and like a huge clouds. Fucking storm appears And, and everyone like,
0: goes It can't be And then Storm know, just the starts just screaming like, Oh
1: no <laughs> And then we get a crazy Like 90s to CG Sort of 3D To be continued and uh-huh. it's fun.
0: It is fun. More to be continued in CG effects
1: which yeah, are Yes, it's enjoyable. just a season where it turns out that all the women are actually awesome and it took us 3 seasons to get there. Yeah, well, I mean that's on not that true. Note, Rogue's always been awesome. That's so. the
0: politics of this episode in so far as there are any. Women becoming awesome That's kind of the theme Of this season I dig it Yeah
1: like Jean and Storm Getting power ups Mm -hmm. Jubilee getting to do shit
0: Yeah Although Jubilee getting to do shit I think is just like That just so happens to be Something that's happening In this episode But I do think that the theme of the season is kind of shaping up to be both Storm and Jean discovering these incredible, dangerous powers in themselves and, like, just the power of female anger, like, bottled up for so long and them being like, I'm just going to fucking kill everyone, which is, I like, mean, kind of amazing. R- like, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not against it.
1: this, by the way.
0: <laughs> I'm not either. Like, I was not expecting that to be a theme that would also include Storm, but I really liked that part of the episode. Well, as I mean, being I guess like, it Well, Storm could kill everyone if she, she wanted really to. Could.
1: Okay, so I mean, in the comic books, everyone's all like, "Oh, Jean Grey is like the most powerful mutant," but really, it's, it's Storm, like though, Storm Cause she's because she's basically
0: she, a god. Like she's... she,
1: yeah. And throughout everything, every incarnation of her ever, they always make sure to include that Storm is just so in check with herself. Yes, that because she knows. She knows that if she lets loose of her emotions and loses control, she will just fucking destroy the planet.
0: Which is like... It's cool, It's though. a
1: huge responsibility to have, you know? I but, don't know. I but think she does amazing. it.
0: And I mean, again, we're always talking on this show about how, like... In X-Men, often the male characters are depicted as, like, these just emotional babies who have, like, no control over their emotions. And the female characters are the ones who are, like, "Yeah, I-, I have my shit together because I have to, because I recognize how powerful I am and I, like, don't want to hurt people. And it's just kind of, like, this interesting commentary about, like, how different gender socialization makes you react to suddenly having superpowers and like obviously superpowers aren't real in our world which is too bad but i feel like I mean, this is like a realistic get
1: on that, mr sinister
0: way for women to act in comparison to male characters who have superpowers and yeah, I, totally I just agree. think it's cool like i i wasn't expecting this to be a theme of this season but i'm definitely enjoying that so far and storm and rogue were really gay so that was cool too
1: i was gonna say actually isn't it rogue Who kind of knew as soon as the storm appeared that Rogue identified that it was Storm and that this particular storm meant that something was wrong with Storm.
0: Yeah, I kind of liked that their friendship slash canonical relationship was (laughs) part of what was centering the episode was Rogue being the one to step forward and say that. And I mean... Gambit's not in this episode like I feel Like they're have you I noticed know that, that they're, they're not never, Canonically gay but like I Do feel I mean, like it's maybe weird. maybe they are
1: It's that, have you noticed that Gambit and Storm are almost never there at the same never, time It's
0: weird it's like they switch Off or something because it's like Which of them rogue happens to be dating that Week I don't know it's
1: like it's, they're Just all too charming and it's too much Charm for the screen at one time
0: mm-hmm. I, I guess mean, also Wolverine had to be Dating Kazar. so anyway This yeah, is the politics Kesar, section it's what, not the gay what are, the,
1: what are the politics of this fucking village, by oh the way? Oh my
0: God, I don't know. The Savage Land is ridiculous. I They're don't... just
1: constantly... there's. First of all, it's like I guess a whole I, fucking I, country, right? So how many people need... Why is the leadership constantly changing so frequently when they well, don't even have a modern society? It should be like, who's the village chief of each village, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like the implication, if this is actually maybe a little insulting, because it's saying that like... These people are so Gullible and easily manipulated that you Can just like put a rock with a guy's face On it in their village and they're like it Saved yeah. us like I don't know what That's saying wait
1: hold on are you Kidding me I know exactly what that's saying That is a huge <laughs> metaphor for People following organized religion
0: Well yes but I think that this Episode is saying like a weird Thing about how like some people Are more gullible than others and like because... well, It's actually
1: saying that in order To follow a god you must Find all three pieces of the silver monkey and put it together. In
0: the right order in the right order in the right order before temple guard
1: (laughs) gets you i don't know
0: i can't even i'm not going to extrapolate any like racist sentiment from this because again the savage land people are almost entirely white which is something that's really weird it's very
1: bizarre to me it's It's like like, who
0: are they where are they from? where do they come from and
1: like why are they all white
0: what's happening like genuinely where did they come from and where is the savage land located because it looks tropical so like i don't know it's a really weird thing
1: you know it's also really bizarre is that we had that episode in season two where Wolverine was tracking down Morph at that caveman bar, but it wasn't the Savage Land. Yeah, it was in
0: Brazil, right? It was just
1: like... so what what this is now saying Is that these cavemen in the Savage Land Are equivalent to the people in Brazil
0: I feel like it's just that X-Men the Animated Series Comes up with random Like exotic locations To just yeah. drop the X-Men into yeah. And they don't care if it's fictional Or if it's real I know
1: and I wasn't like insulting Brazil I was no, saying that's just what You're it makes it look like
0: Because <laughs> we have talked before about how Like this show just puts the X-Men In locations that are either real or fake And like whenever it's a real Location, it's always like hilariously super inaccurate racist. and like yeah. weird. But also like, like Russia what, has the... just been destroyed by a robot, and like Louisiana is like covered in abandoned mansions, and like, <laughs> like, it's not even based on. I mean, some of them are based on stereotypes, but some of them are just like random bullshit. So. Well, also the
1: when they went to Africa, it wasn't super terrible, thankfully. That's but true. It could have been I worse. Liked the
0: storm episode, actually. Yeah,
1: me too. That was um, a cool
0: app. All right, fair, fair point. They don't, they right. don't always fuck up. No, I think no, no.
1: It depends on who's writing. It always depends on who's writing. You it's know? true.
0: It does. By and large, I didn't like hate the episode or anything. I, I do feel curious about how the cult thing is going to go. Like, if that's. What what's gonna also, end up being said by Mr. that? Where's Mister
1: Sinister? Yeah. The most important point here. As soon
0: as they were talking about like random things appearing and people worshiping them, I was like, that sounds very Mister Sinister to me. But I don't know what's gonna turn out to be the case in this. I do
1: I do sort of like the politics of Sauron in this as. With the Incredible Hulk, right? Which you know plenty about because you and Marilyn have reviewed at least two of those movies it, to an extent that I don't even think And I've think read any... a
0: lot of She-Hulk comics, which is a little more I mean, more She-Hulk relevant. I'll
1: read at least, but She-Hulk at least has her shit under control. She's awesome. She's great. But so, Sauron is canonically a mutant, right? So this is a mutant. This is a person who doesn't want to become the beast that he thinks that he is. So you can look at it that way as somebody who is like uh, of some kind of minority or if for us, it's if you're gay and you don't want to like give in to being gay a little yeah. bit. So this guy like doesn't want to give in to being a mutant, you know. So yeah. I think that is a some symbolism right there, purposely done. Uh, I, I mean, I also with know the that Hulk
0: it's usually like anger management stuff, but yeah. in this it's like the Sauron part of him is evil, and it's this whole other part of him that's like right. another and it's personality. Like a part,
1: it's so the only time he feels like he is good and can be a good person is when he's human. And if he's a mutant or whatever kind of minority or whatever he thinks he is, then he's no longer good. Like you then have... he becomes a monster, you know?
0: Yeah. It's dark
1: shit right there.
0: That is sad. I wasn't yeah. thinking about that, but yeah. I mean,
1: I know I was a little bit because I was reading, rereading about him. I was like, they did the whole Jekyll Hyde thing. That's sort of inspiration oh, right. for him.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but that plays out so much better for the Hulk because Jekyll and Hyde was very much like, you know, as soon as he became Hyde, it was in this spout of anger usually. You know, yes, and the monster would take over, and also, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, their whole relationship was like balancing together. Yeah, and like, and I that feel like is that's so Hulk much the whole right, it, but that is not Sauron's no, case because Sauron, Sauron doesn't want. Any piece of, like, the part of him that makes him a mutant, you know?
0: And there's never really any implication in this version that Sauron is even a part of him. Like, with Bruce Banner and the Hulk, he's like, they're both me. They're both parts of me that I love and hate about myself. And, like, I have to kind of learn how to live with those things. I mean, there's different interpretations of that, but... I feel like that's generally the theme is like just the balancing of the different parts of yourself. But yeah, you're right. Sauron is like a much darker version of that story where it's like, no, there's an evil part of myself. It's like Xavier-esque where he's like, I have an evil part of myself, and instead of yeah. balancing it out or accepting it or like, I'm just going to murder at my it friends or going to therapy. I'm just going to close it off and be like, no, it's it's not me. <laughs> no. So maybe Xavier can help him. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, probably I mean not. Xavier's
1: just gonna be like I think you should live out your dreams and murder <laughs> everyone you know or he's just gonna brainwash you and be like there's three things Xavier does. He either tells you to do the wrong thing or he brainwashes you and says that he's helped, or he's like
0: I'm busy he, right now and fuck then he just thing? leaves and doesn't help. <laughs> you. I'm busy
1: right now. No, the other thing is when he fucking gives everybody a PTSD panic oh, attack. Oh, yeah,
0: he does that. He'll show you your worst memories and just be like, this matters. I don't oh, know. Oh, and
1: the other thing he does is he's always like, because I'm a psychic I make sure that I never Pry somebody's mind Without asking It's like You fucking call people To their minds All day long yeah, Like, like that's you don't even all Use a phone That's all do. you do And, and whenever you, Somebody comes to the room Why am I bitching About Xavier Okay he's not Where, even how did episode we get here? at no, all We're moving know.
0: on Is it time for <laughs> Is it time yes, for it is. Who's that Give X-Men? me away
1: from for, for Professor Xavier Okay all right, Ready yes. Let's go Who's that x Wait Who Who <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Okay Who? Bad. Bad. X-Men. X-Men. it's not in solidane before we get Sauron? into that it is cool you know, i'm gonna can... learn
0: about a part of the comics that i read and also some other comics i didn't read yeah you'll probably figure
1: out where you jumped in when I you will, yeah yeah uh, so obviously his real name is carl lycos that's mm-hmm. it that's the end, end of torren's background the end <laughs> um okay so this is actually interesting so um I, I did know this, but I had forgotten it because it's been so long since I've even thought about it. But Sauron was originally developed to be a bat-like creature, uh, and he would steal people's energy that way. So he's basically going to be like an energy vampire. vampire. yeah, Right. But when he was first created, the Comics Code Authority prohibited... Oh, because of DC? Uh, because vampires weren't allowed in comics at that time.
0: What? It I thought you were like gonna a, say it was because of rights issues with Batman existing. But no, it no, was just it, it didn't was like want it was like this whole
1: vampires thing for a little while. Vampires weren't in comic books.
0: Was it part Even of though, like the Satanic Panic era where they were like worried yes. about kids playing D anD D and like, oh my right. gosh, wow, all right, cool. It
1: all ties <laughs> into all that. Uh, so they had to redesign him as a pterodactyl instead, which led okay. him to inhabiting the Savage Land. So when you look at him and think that he's supposed to be a vampire, or he was supposed to be, it suddenly makes his story make a lot more fucking sense. It
0: does, because it makes no sense that he's a pterodactyl. No sense I know, at all. I know.
1: Okay, so then Sauron's powers, there's so many of them. So he's got superhero strength, like as Sauron. He has yes. the strength, speed, stamina durability intelligence he can fly he's got the hypnosis in his eyes he has razor sharp claws and supposedly teeth as well he can breathe fire and he has the ability to absorb life forces yeah so as carl he was the son of an explorer's guide and accompanied his father to this place called tierra del fuego with their daughter tanya and it's the client's daughter and at some point when some mutant pterodactyls are attacking tanya Carl jumps in to save them, and then he gets bitten by one, and later on discovers he has the ability to drain energy from people and mutants. But, like, it's not until after he's been bitten or attacked by this thing that he even discovers it. So it's almost like, did he really mutate, or did this thing mutate him? Right. It's not very clear. If somebody does know, you can let us know, but, like, I'm not the biggest Storm fan, and I had to do a little research to figure him out, and also had to pull a lot of shit from my own memory.
0: Yeah, I feel like it would also make more sense if he was in mutant, and it was just that his mutant powers manifested in the midst of a stressful situation yeah, it's I don't almost know if that's like the a, explanation they came up with I
1: feel like it's more like Spider-Man Except he just got <laughs> like bitten by a radioactive Pterodactyl yeah, you Which know, like I don't, you do. don't ask how that happened uh, So after Carl's father has died He went to go live with Tanya, Tanya And her father and he wouldn't let them be together Even though they were in love because Carl was a poor man So Carl went to school to become a medical doctor and a geneticist and a psychotherapist where he mm-hmm. used hypno- hypnosis on his patients and would also drain them of their energy at the same time. Yeah. Um, this is around where I started reading. Yeah. And at, yeah. So Carl became a colleague of his Charles Xavier at some point, And when they were seeking ch- treatment for havoc, you know, Carl went to absorb his life energy and then he became Sauron and discovered that's what would trigger Sauron to come out.
0: Right. Would be absorbing a mutant's energy.
1: Right. And so then he named himself Sauron after the Lord of the Rings. villain. Yes, it was specific to that. I remember that, that. part. <laughs> yeah. And he retreats to the Savage Land where there were no mutants so he could become human again. That's why he went there. I don't know. How, like, he just must have known this through his dad. At some point, Tanya went to go track him down and he threw himself off a cliff so he wouldn't hurt her or turn into Sauron to her. So he just like killed himself, but he actually lands on like a little cliff side and then he just kind of takes residence in the Savage land and befriends Kazar and it becomes their little village doctor as Carl for a long time. And he's fine until the X-Men show up again and the lust for their energy overtakes him, And he basically goes to storm and steals her energy and becomes Sauron again.
0: So that's kind of the storyline. This is.
1: Yeah. And when he does return to normal, normal Kezar explains to the X-Men that he was an ally so then Tanya learns that Carl is still alive and she comes back for him in the Savage Land with, you know, Angel and Peter Parker because Spider-Man keeps on coming to the Savage Land for some reason. There was a lot of crossover with Spider-Man and the X-Men at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much anymore, which is kind of sad.
0: Well, maybe there will be in the future. I know. Da, da, da. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> oh, good point. And the MCU, is a yeah, time yeah, for that yeah. section yet?
0: No, no, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they find him and the Savage Land mutates are using like this genetic transformer thing to turn people into like animal people. So they transform Angel and Spider-Man and Tanya into animals. And <laughs> the, the machine is destroyed. And so Sauron has to use his life draining energy to turn them back to their normal cells. which don't ask how that works. It's comic book nonsense. Sure. Just let it go. Sounds great. So he turns into Sauron again because he just had to absorb those mutants powers. And he joins the mutates in Zaladane for a little while. And during the time that the X Men are there traveling, this just the Savage Land, Sauron does help in their capture, but the X Men escape. They defeat the mutates, and Sauron is brought back to the X Mansion where Xavier seemingly cures Carl of his Sauron P, his, his pterodoxal pee. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because, like, moments later, like, after that, Lakos, like, like, he turns into fucking Sauron again because Toad and him have a run in and he uses this device that forces him to drain the life out of tanya and he ends up killing tanya and then sauron for some reason because like sauron and carl are almost like different entities at this point so mm-hmm. as sauron he joins the brother of mutants where he battles the x-force and tries to kill cannibal and cable shoots sauron dead although later on it turns out that sauron's alive sauron kind of doesn't do anything for a while until the early 2000s when he joined when he becomes forced into the new weapon x program which i'm actually rereading that series right now is it good i didn't remember being that good but like it's it's okay i there's some pretty dark heavy shit in there that i just didn't remember like when they first killed maggot and when the director of that comic book is beating the shit out of aurora you Mm. know north star's sister because she's all in love with him and then he's like beats the shit out of her anyway it's really fucked up but i i'm i'm started rereading it again because i've just been going back and reading like anything that's x-force related and weapon x was kind of an x-forcey thing because it started off as weapon x but then like halfway through cable and boom boom and domino and all those fucking characters were there so cool i just i just need i need more cable and boom boom in my life and domino (laughs) so i'm just rereading all of everything that they were in together
0: that's fun they're in some good stuff in that time
1: yeah so so Sauron, while he was at weapon x he started a revolution with this other agent brent jackson to overtake the director at the time because he was a piece of shit and then after that you know he vanished from the program um later on Sauron allied himself with the Kazar and Shauna when the Skrulls invaded the Savage Land because that's a pretty, like god fucking scroll shit who cares Sauron <laughs> joined the Hellfire Academy for a short time when that was like mid 2000s when they had like the kids running the Hellfire Club at some point Sauron wanted to turn all of humanity into dinosaurs but it didn't work out and <laughs> It's. I think it was like something stupid where they had a way to do it, but then they fucked it up because he like had feelings for Shark Girl or something stupid like that. If every, it was not a very good storyline clearly because I. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually he figures out how to control his transformations in a lab, and then he's attacked by the Scarlet Spider and still loses anyway. And so that's kind of the last we've seen of Saran. So
0: gotcha. All right. Yeah. Weird.
1: Who's gay, by the way? The X-Men
0: are a Be gay, but sometimes it goes beyond symbolic. When the X Men get homorotic, but which X Men is the gayest
1: today?
0: Who's gay? You know what I'm gonna say. It's uh, Storm you're
1: gonna and Rogue. say, Mister Sinister. Yeah, Storm and Rogue run on Come on a canonical date. Come on, we gotta let him
0: win this one. They had there's the a most lot of gay shit happening time. here. I'm happy to give Wolverine and Kazar the runner-up position. Me too. And then shout out to Sauron sucking energy out of random men in subways and Wolverine and just <laughs> there is okay, kind Wolverine. of like see, since you said that, I'm now seeing like kind of this sad like hookup culture part of it, part of that. Like him wandering around Central Park at night just trying to find a guy or to like suck energy subway.
1: off. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's weird. And the subway scene is kind of spooky in like a sad way because they're all alone. And it's like, why are they alone in this subway tunnel? Yeah. I and don't like, know. And what,
1: like, what are they doing? What it's are like they a looking tragic,
0: for? It's a, it's a tragic gay story in a way that I hadn't really thought about before. So yeah. I guess I'll include that in this section too. I don't know too. if it was
1: intentionally done that way, but that's how I read it. So
0: I don't know either. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. It seems like Sauron was not originally conceived that way, like according to his comic book backstory, Because he has this, like, very straight masculine vibe with his whole storyline of, like, he's doing everything to protect this woman to finally get to be with her. And, like, oh, he wasn't respected because he was poor, so now he needs to become this, like, super manly pterodactyl. Like, that's, like, this very, like... I don't know I'm not good enough as a man I can't provide for her So I'm gonna become a fucking pterodactyl Like I don't know that's the straightest yeah, shit I've ever it's, heard It's
1: fucking bizarre
0: <laughs> So I I feel like this version of Sauron On the show is like a little bit more Queer in a way Because he like doesn't have this Tanya Person that he has to worry about Right He just has like Khazar, and, and he keeps
1: hitting on like Khazar and Wolverine There's yeah. that
0: And he's like a little gentler when he's Carl At least on this show so I don't know. We'll see what he's like doing in the next step.
1: Also, Wolverine is pretty gay in this. He is. Like he tells Sauron to go to, to go down on him at one point, and then he <laughs> and Kazar are like clearly yeah, literally I, I, yes, that's what it happened. It was shocking to see it in a TV show. I know he was like,
0: "I can't wait for this pterodactyl snout to close around my dick." I'm I so know, excited. We for were like,
1: it. "Oh my god!" Wow, um, really great. Although I do really like the idea that Wolverine's secretly going back to the Savage Land to visit kzar specifically. It's very like,
0: cute. I mean, they have those little Lego ships that Gambit's always flying around by himself. I mean, so yeah. like, what's to well, stop him? Mean, also, from supposedly doing it?
1: Shauna's there somewhere and is like support, like giving. He Man, I call him He Man, uh, Kazar, <laughs> some kind of relief, but we don't ever see her. So I'm just assuming it's she's basically
0: irrelevant. Like, she's a beard. She's not actually, there's nothing going on between her and Kazar. I, I refuse to believe that. Uh, <laughs> there's no way. And
1: I guess Kazar, okay, I legitimately do think Kazar and Sauron were like uh, hooking up though.
0: Or Kazar sure. and Carl, probably. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, not Sauron, but it's Carl because he's like, oh, he was a friend of mine. Yeah, he's a boyfriend. Yeah, but he
0: didn't know that Sauron was part of him. Very tragic. But yeah, Very I'm giving tragic. it to Storm and Rogue because they're the best. And that horseback riding scene was awesome. The end.
1: <laughs> the end. I like how they went on a date. It was great. A rogue was like so winking at her. Do
0: we want to rate the episode?
1: Uh yeah. I'll give it like three out of five X's.
0: I will too.
1: It's like the middle ground. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's silly. It's silly. And there's silly. so the dialogue the plot is so good. It
0: doesn't really make sense. I still don't fully understand Zaladane's Deal or motivation, or what this
1: fucking rock mac dude is. Yeah, I feel uh, like that
0: part could have ex- been explained slightly more, like why she made Sauron leave and come back. I don't know. That could have maybe used a little more finessing, but the rest of the episode I really liked. So whatever.
1: Yeah, a little dripping in finesse. <laughs> All right, sorry. So I was gonna say the dialogue in this is really good, and the animation in this was very, very fantastic. So it's it's a fun episode. Definitely but, uh,
0: shouldn't yeah. be a skip. Should be a watch. No.
1: It, you should watch it all right now we can do some reader mail we have an email here entitled gene gray and it's from somebody named autumn and they write maddie and ryan so i made the leap from let's watch two movies to mutant ages Welcome. yes <laughs> and picked up with the phoenix saga because it's actually where i had stopped watching as a teen when it was originally airing one of the most salient memories i have of this time was a high school class telling me all about her love of Jean Grey, specifically because of the Phoenix. I remember arguing with her because as cool as Jean seemed like she could be, all I ever seemed to see on the animated series was a migraine with a possessive boyfriend. I mean, as a migraine sufferer myself, I would love to find out it's caused by a cosmic force growing symbiotically within me and eventually granting me the power to make... Bigoted white men with too much power wish i'd never been bored but anyway (laughs) i'm enjoying hearing how differently the power growth was handled in the comics for something so clearly iconic i feel like it's never been done justice on screen what would it take to do phoenix or slash, slash dark phoenix right also, Xavier's final smash is clearly making the other player unlock all their un- all. <laughs> I can't. Hold on. Uh, also, Xavier's final smash is clearly making the other player unlock all their repressed memories at yes. once. It dropped their controller in a quivering mass of feelings while being told this for their own good by the game.
0: Yep that is perfect <laughs> autumn you did it that's yeah, definitely Xavier's it. final smash yes yeah so how, I, I am curious to see how they do the dark phoenix in the next few episodes that we're gonna watch we have another savage land episode but then we have a, a sort of well dark i was phoenix also thinking
1: chunk. like how is it translating to the movies because we're gonna have to watch oh, this shitty God. dark phoenix movie that's we might gonna have come to, like, out.
0: change up the order and and do a review episode of that because we're gonna watch it once it's out right so we might just put that on this show i mean we can figure that out later
1: but i I don't know i think it's gonna be a little bit more difficult then because we can't sit there and take notes during the movie so i
0: know but but it seems really silly for us to watch it and it'll be topical and what we're not gonna do it on the show we may as well that's that's true are we gonna do wait three years and then watch it and we're not gonna want to see it twice
1: no you're right so how would we
0: what if it's great who
1: knows this show's gonna go on for the rest of our lives i know
0: but i'm ready for that
1: me too i mean i was born ready for this so (laughs) You know, uh, but how would it work out in the MCU is my real question.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's been made to seem really hard to do a Phoenix Saga adaptation, but I don't know why. Like, I think most people point to the animated series version as being, like, the best one. And even that, we've had some critiques of it, mostly around how jean's being presented like we largely like it but there have been like kind of silly moments where jean is just still being jean or getting flattened into a pancake or whatever but like largely <laughs> it's been pretty good so i feel like it's possible to do it well like you could just take this template and spruce it up a little bit and i, I don't know why the live action versions have been so bad we're about to watch x3 once we finish this season so that'll oh be interesting God. because, and
1: in that they presented it as like a split personality, which mm-hmm. I it's guess works for that universe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, if it comes to the MCU, I think it's possible for them to take a cosmic route because they at least have well, they have aliens, aliens now. in the MCU, so they
0: can send the X Men into space, and they can still have some of the right. And they could
1: feasibly do a thing with the Shiar. I really, I would love to see the Shiar in the MCU. I think. It will be best if we never see the Shiar on the Fox movies because they fucked everything else up. Yeah. So let's not fuck this up. Also,
0: I don't know. I I I don't know what to expect anymore. I read that weird interview you were talking about where I think it's Simon Kinberg who was like, "We're gonna make Gambit next." Oh
1: I my read god! It and, and multiple it made me feel man, really and we're sad. like, I was like, like, "Are they
0: gonna make it?" Like. I don't know what's going on with the rights anymore, they so... They can't.
1: They literally are not going to be able to do it. It's crazy, and Simon Kinberg's just holding on to whatever he has left over there, and he needs to move on.
0: I don't know. It was a weird interview, and it definitely made me think, like, are they going to delay the sale of those characters? Like, what is happening? I don't know what don't to know. think. I so, I don't know what to expect when it comes to the Phoenix. I I am have very low expectations for the Dark Phoenix movie, which means that maybe those expectations will be blown away if it's good at all. But very likely (laughs) those expectations will be correct and it'll be like a Uh, weird movie.
1: I'm I'm already like not thrilled about it because apparently one of those like side characters is supposed to be Celine from the Hellfire Club Mm. and she's just like doesn't look like her and she's a standing. Also, Jubilee
0: is like not even in it, I don't think. Like they've just No, she's not. They don't even care anymore. They were like, Yeah, we're gonna cast an actress's Jubilee, but like, who cares? Bye.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Weird. Um, it's gonna be
0: weird. Uh
1: so the next email is from Ramesh. And I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name Ron. I just don't know, so I apologize. Uh they write Hello, I started listening to the Mutant Ages without watching the animated series because I didn't know where I could stream it. I've worked that <laughs> out now. You can't stream and it I've,
0: anywhere. I'm really sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's going to go to the Disney streaming service once when that's launched. I no. not um, I've worked that out now, and I've gone back to the start, and I'm listening to an ep after watching an ep. I'm enjoying it a lot, and I'm getting a lot more from watching the cartoon because of your podcast. I'm mostly just writing into, one, tell you that you two are great, and... <laughs> Two, ask if you ever got the book previously on the X-Men that you mentioned in one episode. Oh my and God, if not, we need
0: to just fucking get it. Like, we I talk know, and about they, and it then, all the time. And then
1: they also write, and if not, did you ever get a P.O. box? Which we have not yet. We and, haven't. Uh, oh,
0: I forgot all about the P.O. box.
1: We should do that. We should really actually do that. Okay, but I don't know. please
0: no one buy us that book. Like we can afford it. We have a Patreon and everything. Yeah, like seriously. please don't buy us the book. You don't need to Ramesh. Thank cool you for offering. Fan art. But it, that's fine. It's like it's like $40 or something. Like, please don't buy us that. We can buy, buy it. it. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it tonight. I feel guilty. Okay.
1: Do it right fucking now while I read <laughs> the reader. Mail. I will. Uh okay, so then the last one is from Drake. Hey, Drake. And Hi, uh, Drake. Drake writes Oh, wow. There's like a huge picture in here. I don't think I even read this email before. Hold on. Uh, usually I re-pre-screen these, but I think this one somehow slipped. Yeah, because it came in like the day before Halloween.
0: Might be a raunchy email.
1: Ooh. I hope so. It's just like Wolverine naked. So Drake writes, hey, Maddie and Ryan, I hope you both had a good Halloween. I moved to Atlanta recently where they have a Halloween parade every year, and I managed to get a photo of someone dressed as a Minecraftish version of Wolverine I thought you might like. And he attaches it, and it is like a big, blocky Wolverine. I think By that's actually way, supposed to be... I just bought the
0: book. I bought it. I just bought Good. it. I fucking Good. bought it.
1: You're going to read it, and they're going to give it to me to read it.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, anyway, continue. So, no one needs to buy so, it. I just bought it. Thanks. So this
1: picture he included <laughs> looks like it's a big, blocky Minecraft Wolverine, but I actually think it's supposed to be Lego Wolverine.
0: Oh. That's what I
1: think it's supposed to be. It looks like that.
0: Yeah. That uh, makes sense.
1: And then, continuing... I wanted to ask, since you've both seen many versions of the X-Men, when you imagine the X-Men, what lineup and style pops up in your mind? For me, since I grew up watching X-Men the Animated Series, it's kind of stuck in my mind as the prototypical X-Men, even if that's not correct according to the comics. As always, thank you so much for keeping this awesome show going. See you next time Drake.
0: I feel like for me, it's a combination of the Animated Series, especially because we're watching it right now, and also the comics the 70s comics that i've been reading lately like when i think of characters like if i'm like what's wolverine like i picture that version of him i don't yeah this is actually a good
1: this is a good mcu question too because it's like what version would they do and i would say so there's like two generations of the x-men basically there's the ones that i think of as the original x-men and then there's a later x-men that is more recent with like all the new mutant characters Mm -hmm. like you know X twenty three armor, pixie. pixie, rock slide, mercury, dust, you know, elixir, mm-hmm. gold balls, like all the new characters that have been in the, like the two thousands. Yeah, that's what I think of the second version. But the classic, classic X Men lineup for me would be the original fives. St- like it would be them, which is Cyclops, Beast, Iceman, Angel,
0: Nightcrawler, Jean Grey,
1: and then and then. The other people I think of, it's the same characters I wrote about in Warcraft Valley. It'd be like Nightcrawler, yeah. Psylocke, Banshee, Storm, Magneto. Magneto, if he's part of the X Men. Yeah, same but with he's Emma just Frost. around. <laughs> yeah, Colossus, Kitty Pride, sure. Jubilee. Yeah,
0: that's
1: that's kind of who I see for the most part because like that was like the peak of the X Men in the '80s too uh and like it went from 60s 70s 80s and then in the 90s they're really they introduced some new characters uh cable and bishop would consider part of the original sort of lineup
0: really okay yeah for me it's more just like i don't know if this is the question but i more think about like which personality the characters have and like it's just because i happen to be reading the old comics right now i'm like these are the real x-men but i'm also like realizing that Wolverine changes a lot depending on who's writing him. So that's kind of interesting too. It's like, well, which, which Wolverine is the actual Wolverine? Like, is he the sort of like snarky antisocial character that he is in the seventies or is he he kind of the more like (laughs) loving, Awkward dad that he is now Which is also a character that I like You know I also
1: didn't say Wolverine Obviously or Rogue or Gambit I think you
0: said Wolverine you didn't say Rogue and Gambit Though
1: no and Dazzler Dazzler Havoc and Polaris those are the other ones Mm -hmm. So but that's that's who I consider The original lineup because like that's who It was for like 30 years and then They in the past like 20 years they started adding a shitload of other characters so. i
0: still like some of those new characters though i mean i'm sure they are oh, I do too. i'm not
1: i'm not even saying that's why i'm like if they did the mcu i'd want them to start with the originals but then i want to see a lot of the new mutants too like i love pixie and uh, yeah, also I like, like the like i'm not even counting like generation x or the new mutants from the 80s or mm-hmm. any of that stuff well they were gonna that, like, do a
0: new mutants movie so it's like oh
1: <laughs> i know but those are those aren't like I would consider the X-Men lineup so much as like they had their own run. Yeah. So, you know, and that's kind of where they stayed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also Lady Deathstrike. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yep. She's obviously part of it. And all of the Reavers are an important part of everything. As I well. know. I know.
1: You know who I fucking really love in the news, like in the newer comics in the past one years is I fucking love Quentin Kire like so fucking much. And he was in the new generation X run with Jubilee and the two of them were fucking great together
0: I should read those
1: you really should because that's how jubilee got her fucking powers back
0: yeah i gotta read that just for like the cathartic release
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's worth it but that's that's what i think of
0: uh maybe just because
1: i'm we're older but I, i bet you if like somebody younger listening to the show they probably wouldn't have the same opinion they would probably say things like Storm and Wolverine and
0: Gene and you know, Gray Rogue. and Cyclops They'd probably say the yeah, movie yeah. characters, which is fine. Yeah,
1: but I think they would if there are people who read the comics, they're probably thinking of like Pixie and X23 and Gabby and all the new characters they've invented. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, but that would which be fine. fine too.
1: Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I like all these characters. I like the, Everyone's X-Men, in the
0: X-Men. All of them. Guess
1: what? I like the X-Men. I know that nobody knew.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Thanks for the email, Drake. That was fun. Uh, I don't yeah. have anything else. These are great emails and now it's time for plugs. Hello. It is. Welcome to Hello. plugs. Welcome
1: to the butt plug section where Wolverine gets a butt plug for Kazar for his birthday.
0: Yay! Happy birthday, Kazar. Enjoy it. And oh, he will. Another plug that's important is that we have a YouTube channel with some very X Men centric content lately. Like a
1: lot of X Men centric like content with us in it. Like Guys, it's not even. If you wanted okay. X
0: Men content, and if you wanted it to be gay, and if you wanted it to be us, but in a video then you should be watching the Mutant Ages plays, which is our Let's Play series where we play every X-Men game. It's just like this show, except it's us on camera playing video games and it's funny and great. Yeah, right now I think we're playing
1: through Wolverine the NES, which is... A fun game. It's not <laughs> well, as horrible as the X-Men NES game.
0: and drinks bottles of cum. Oh, that's
1: another thing. According to the instruction manual, he has a very specific cheeseburger recipe yes. that he likes, and Maddie and I are going to make we're gonna that make cheeseburger it, and we to it. And someday. we're going to make
0: a little video of that. But we're also going to keep making other cool videos on that channel. Sometimes we make yeah. videos that are like clips from the animated series set to funny songs or just set to us being goofballs from this show. And those are great, and all kinds of other videos, live action and otherwise. So you should definitely check out the Atomic Loop Productions YouTube channel channel and while you're thinking about the phrase atomic blue productions in your head you could also go to patreon.com slash atomic Blue productions and yes! kick us a buck or whatever you can afford yeah, yeah and maybe get some cool rewards like extra bonus audio episodes and other videos and stuff that we make that are only for supporters and yeah, it's a cool Patreon, and yeah, all the money goes support, to this show and other.
1: I was gonna, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, it's just our shows and then the shows we make with katie and then that's pretty much yeah, it yeah <laughs> it's really
0: it so you're really just supporting us making a right. lot of x-men content and related and pretty much i mean that's what we make
1: the most of the mutant ages is kind of like our flagship show at this point and, and that's also, fine with Warcraft
0: me valley is basically an x-men show at this I know, point it's still an x-men so show so if you want to check out that show that's what that is
1: it, it's, it's hosted by our other best friends so the three of us are big Fucking X Men nerds, and we make all this X Men content for you. And now we're going to go to Disney World in the spring. And even though we're going to be in Disney, we're going to be fucking talking about X Men the whole time. We
0: are, and we'll probably make some funny videos and stuff while we're there. So you should definitely subscribe and everything. Absolutely. Okay, what else do we have? We have a Twitter, we have a Tumblr, we have.
1: Well, on Twitter, you can follow us at The Mutant Ages, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Pagella, also known as Mr. Sinister.
0: I'm at Mitty Myers, and we also Also have accounts for Atomic Blue Productions if you want to follow all of our other content. We've got all those on social media as well, Facebook, blah, blah, blah uh I think that's it. Uh, Did I forget that? There's
1: yet? also, yeah, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes oh, or whatever shit, Yeah, whatever People you should leave us reviews
0: and ratings. And also, if you want to send us an email, we got such awesome emails this week. You should send yeah. us an email too oh, at yeah. the mutanages at gmail.com. Please, emails, emails now. Email us. Email us.
1: At the mutanages at gmail.com. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know why I just said you're welcome.
0: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> for the emails. You're welcome.
1: You're welcome. Alright, you know what? I'm fucking losing my mind because I just did a haunted house for a whole month and I've barely slept in 31 days, and I feel like I might be getting sick. I don't know, Wolverine come over here. I need you to suck my dick.
0: Well, I think that'll remove energy, not give you energy. But maybe (laughs) I'm wrong. But maybe maybe we'll finally put
1: me to sleep. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: (laughs) I hope so. And so we're both gonna go to sleep. See you next time.
1: (laughs) See you next time, Wolverine.
0: us at AtomicBlueProductions.com or support us at Patreon.com slash productions.